Okay. All right. Well, it's glad to be here. And I was here last year, uh, and it's, it's just always good to be back, you know. And what a great song, you know, when, when we just know that we can go to the foot of the Lord and, and know that he's always there and he's faithful. You know, when things go wrong, he's always there for us. When things might think, or, or, or we might think, hey, is, is, is he still there? You know, you're so glad you're worshiping the Lord that doesn't take vacations. You know, sometimes we take vacation and we forget about God and all that thing, but he doesn't take vacations. He's always on the throne and he's still there and he's watching over us. You know, and uh, my name is Steve Murilla, and I'm originally I'm from Kenya, Africa. And when I was here last year, I was talking about the ministry that the Lord had laid in my heart, and uh, is to build a youth camp in Kenya and planting different churches in Kenya. And since that time, and the Lord has been good, I've been traveling around and just trying to raise support. And by the grace of God, I've always almost almost raised half halfway mark of of the support and uh, I bought two acres of land and and God is just doing great things you know so keep on praying and uh, the Lord is always good to us so open your Bible to the book of Exodus Exodus and when I was here last year I was trying to teach brother brother cop is it Kirk or Kirk uh, yeah, I was trying to teach him some Swahili. I, I don't know. And congratulations for your new baby. And when I was here, he was probably expecting with his wife. But we had a good fellowship together last year. And good to see the Says family here. And it's just a blessing to see people that you know, you know. So Exodus chapter 4. And this morning, I just want to be a blessing to you. And I hope I will try my best to be a blessing. So Exodus chapter 4, and, and I'll read from verse 1 to 4. And it says, And Moses answered, um, if you can send it, And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, But put forth thine hand, and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand, and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. Dear Lord, I say thank you for this time. Thank you for just giving us another day. And what a great day we can come to you and just serve you and praise you and worship you, God. And I say thank you for who you are in our lives. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us. God, maybe if anybody is here and they're just uh, weak or maybe they're trying to lose hope, God, please just... Continue just guiding us, God, and I say thank you for who you are in our life. In Jesus' name I pray and believe. Amen. So this morning I just want to ask you this question. is in verse 2. What is that in thine hand? What's one thing that you can have in your hand and say, God, I, I'm not a singer. 
I'm not, I'm not somebody who can, can be preaching and, and telling others about you. But, but Lord, I just have my own soul that I can just be faithful to you. You know, that's the only thing that, that the Lord wants. He just p- wants people who are available to him. He wants people who are ready to serve him and worship him and praise him and, and say, God, for all you've done to me, I'm just going to raise your, my hands and say, thank you, Lord. You know, when things go wrong, just keep on praising him. You know, one thing about Christianity, our, when we come to church, sometimes we can, we, can be, we, we can be sad. Sometimes we can be depressed or wonder what's going to happen. But you know what? The, the good thing is when we are a Christian, we have joy. You know, you can, you can, you can fake to be happy. You can fake to be happy and you can say, okay, I'm just going to fake a smile. I'm just fake to be, I'm just going to fake to be happy. But one thing about Christianity, you can't fake to have joy. Because joy comes from the Lord. When you're weak, you're still praising Lord. When you're strength, when you're stranded, you still say, God, I'm going to thank you. When things are not going well at your house, you're still go, saying, God, I'm, I'm still praising you. It's, it's because you have that joy. It's because you have that peace and only peace that comes from the Lord. You know, our, our society can't give us peace. Our president can't give us peace. The only peace that can, we can have joy in it is the peace from the Lord. So this morning, and, and this, this story here is about the rod, and, and the rod in this story may be used to represent many things. You know, the rod in this message, we are going to let the rod represent our own life. You know, each of our lives is like a rod, are virtually useless until we throw it down in obedience to the, to the command of the Lord, and He makes something useful out of it. The rod, we look at... We look in this morning in, in just seven things, uh, if time will allow me, just seven things that the Lord can, can, can look at us and, and say, this is what the Lord has, done, has, has for me. What is that in thine hand? And the first thing the Lord is, is just a common road. It's just a common road. And verse 2 it says, And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thine hand? And he said, A road. And you know, when it continues this year, it's just like when, when, you, when you, you can say, I don't have anything, I don't, ha- I don't know how I can, I, can be, I can be doing something in this church, but you being here is so good because that's one of your rod. You know, you, you can say, I'm just a common person who, who don't know anything. You know, when Moses, when, when the Lord gave Moses that road, he was wandering, and, and maybe the road is, was just used as something that can be used as a balance. Something that you can use as, okay, maybe you're old, or maybe you're, you're crippled, and you're wondering, how can I get balance? The road was used to get balance. The rod was used by, even when you go to several places, you can see people walking with the rod. That's one thing that they, they wanted to give them balance. That's just a dead stick. And when, when, when people go to hikes, they have something that they hold so that they can, they can go step by step. And, and they can go, maybe if they are crossing to a river, they can make sure that it's not that deep. And, and they can use that to, to take their way home. 
And the rod can be used to kill something or to defend, to defend you. When you're looking for something or, or you're walking and, and you see maybe a bobcat where you're hiking. Or you see a coyote or, or if you're in Kenya, you see a lion. You can use that rod to defend yourself. You know, and, and people here carry guns. You know, you, it's, it's for security. You're defending yourself. If, if somebody comes to your family, you'll say, no, you, you, it's either you kill me before, I, if, before you get to my family. You're defending yourself. You're defending your family. And this here is just a common road. And, and sometimes we can go through all these things and we're wondering, God, I, I'm just trying to be faithful. But I can't. Things are going wrong. And you know, verse, verse 3 it says, And he said, cast it on the ground, and he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. You know, the second thing here is a cast down rod. After it became a common rod, it became now a cast down rod. And the, the Lord asked Moses, what, what do you have in your hands? And Moses told God, I, I'm just having a rod. And the Lord told him, just cast it down. And one thing I hate, I hate snakes. The only snakes I like is a dead snake. You know, and, and some people here pet snakes and all that. That's not for me. That's just like if you have snake in your house, please just keep it yourself. You know, and, and I'm, I'm sure people put snakes, and they, they, you see people who, like, walk with snakes and put snakes around their necks. No, 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 that's not me. And I think here Moses was like me. Because when, when he cast down that, that roar, it became a serpent. And Moses, what did Moses do? He fled from it. He was like, no, that's, that's not my thing. That's, that's just, you know, in our Christian life, we have people who are like trying to put us down. And when, you, when they see you going to church every day, they say, what is he doing? What, what is she doing? What, why are they going to church every day? You know, it's because you want to worship the Lord. You know, it's because now, you know, nowadays, before, before, people were very faithful going to church. And the church was one thing that people were, maybe were coming to, the, to, to worship the Lord and, and knew that this is a place of worship. Now in this day and age, people are mocking the church. People are putting the church down. Churches are closing down because people are not faithful anymore. What a sad state. What a sad situation. But, but the thing is you're here today and you just cast down yourself and just say, God, I'm here. Moses obeyed God and when he threw that, that common road down and he cast it down and he said, God, I'm here. I, I just cast it down. And you know, because it's God, it was God's instruction and Moses obeyed it. And because of his obedience... He did what the Lord has told him to do. You know, what's one thing that the Lord is telling you to do this morning and you're wondering, am I even going to do it? Am I having victory over this thing? And sometimes we say, I, I really need victory over this thing. God, please give me victory. You know, one thing, we can't have victory if we don't trust in the Lord. The first step comes to victory is trusting in the Lord and say, God, I'm going to trust you in this thing. 
And after trusting the Lord, victory comes up. And, you know, Moses obeyed God, and Moses obeyed God's orders, and he obeyed, and, and even when it was a serpent, after he fled to it, Moses still obeyed God, and, and he said, and he put his hand onto the serpent. And, and verse 4, it says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand, and take it by the tail. And, and he put it forth, his hand. You know, Moses knew the Lord that told him to put the rod down is the same God that he told him, hey, just grab by the tail. You know, and if you've studied snakes and all that, and, and people usually grab the snake on their tail. I don't know anything behind it, but maybe it's just one thing. It started from the Bible. Because Moses here grabbed it by the tail. And I think it was maybe a rattlesnake or something like that. And, but the thing is here, after Moses got, grabbed it by the tail, he obeyed God and, and he knew, I, I'm not going to do anything, but the same God that told me to drop it down, to cast it down, is the same God that I'm going to trust and I'm going to obey and I will take that same rod and I will grab it by this tail. Things might, go, things might go hard. Situation can come in your lives and you say, is there God? Is there God in heaven? Hey, I'm just going to be here to remind you that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life. You know, it didn't say just today when you come to church. It didn't say tomorrow when you face tribulation and trials. Say, all the days, all the days of my life. That's the promises of God. You know, it, it became a, a cast down road, and after it became a common road, and this, the third thing here, it becomes a converted road. A converted road, and it, it was just a plain, a plain road, and it, a particular road. And if we can go, if we can go to verse 14, chapter 4, verse 17, it says, and thou shalt take this rod in thine hand, wherewith thou shalt do signs. This rod was converted, it was a converting rod because remember the story how it converted all, everything and, and this rod was used to part this, the, the Red Sea and this rod was used to, to do all kind of things. It was a converted road. I, I can ask you this question. Remember the day that you got saved and the Lord cleared everything from you and you were converted from, from a sinner, from the life of sin and all that, and you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior because all the things that he went through, through that cross, all the blood that he shed, you know, he didn't do that because he hates you. The, the pain that he went on and the, the people were spitting on him, he did that because he loves you. But God commanded his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We didn't deserve anything. Our flesh, we are born into sin. But God and his grace and his blood took us from sin and we trusted him and accepted him as a personal savior. 
Do you know him today? And, and you can say, God, I, I know you. I remember the day that I got saved. We were converted to, through, through his family. Not converted road, and, and after that, now it becomes a conquering road. A conquering road, and a conquering road, we can go to chapter 7 of Exodus, and we can see how it becomes a conquering road. And verse, chapter 7, verse 9, it says, When Pharaoh shall speak unto you, saying, Show a miracle for you, then thou shall say unto Aaron, Take thy rod and cast it before Pharaoh, and it shall become a serpent. And Moses and, and Aaron went in unto Pharaoh, and they did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron cast down his, his rod before Pharaoh and, and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called the wise men and, and, the, and the sorcerers. Now the magicians and of Egypt, they also did it, did in like manner with their enchantments. You know, this, this became a conquering road because when, when they went to Pharaoh's house and, and they told Pharaoh, hey, just let the people go. But Pharaoh was so mean, he was hard-headed, he was rude to them. And, and you know, God, God had, had sent Pharaoh, God had sent Moses and Aaron to Pharaoh to tell him, hey, just let the people go. But Pharaoh didn't want that to do that because he knew these people are doing everything for free. Why should I let them go? They're building the empires. I'm not paying them anything. They're just doing everything for free. Why should I let them go? But when they went there, he wanted to see who are you. And Moses said, okay, we're going to do it. Aaron said, let's do it. And they knew they had a rod, and they put the rod down. And all this, the, the rod that they had, it became a serpent, and the serpent for Aaron and Moses swallowed all the ones for the magicians that Pharaoh had sent. And I'm sure that day the magician was wondering, what's happening here? And the magician said, they, maybe they said all kind of things that they were talking about, and they went abracadabra. But nothing didn't work. It didn't work out for them. And I'm sure the magicians lost hope, and they're wondering, ah, we can't do anything about this, Pharaoh. But Moses knew the Lord that he's trusting is the Lord that will take these um, Israelites to the promised land. Even when Pharaoh was trying to do all things wrong, Moses still trusted on Jesus. It was a conquering road. You know, in our Christian life, we can have trials. We can have tribulation, but just because we are saved, it doesn't mean that we, everything is going to be peaches and cream. There sometimes we'll be trying to be down. But God is always on our side. You know, if you, if you read Nahum chapter 1, verse 7, the Lord is good all the time. God is always good, and he will remain to be good. When things go wrong, praise the Lord, he's there. 
a conquering role. When people are trying to mock you and wonder what's going to happen next, you're still going to praise the Lord. Don't, don't lose hope because you're gonna, we are more than conquerors. And when this become a conquering role and, and it, it swallowed all the magicians, serpents, God was a conqueror right there. He conquered, he conquered it. And verse 13 of chapter 7, it says, And he hardened Pharaoh's heart, that he hardened not unto them as the Lord has said. You know, Pharaoh knew that, I don't know what, 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 what are you t- trying to tell me. Verse 14, it says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hardened. He refuses to let the people go. I'm sure Moses was trying to be hopeless right here. But God strengthened his faith. God strengthened his trust. And, and after that, after it became a conquering role, now we can say it's a convincing role. A convincing role is in chapter 5. If we can go to chapter 5, chapter 5, verse 2, it says, And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let the Israelite go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. You know, some people now that you tell them that there's God, they, they don't believe there is a God. And you're trying to tell them how great thou art, how, how God has, has created all these things, and he gives them life, but they say, no, there's not a God. And you're trying to tell them, hey, how, how, did, how, did a, how is a child born? How is this thing formed? But they still not believe there's a God. You tell them how, look at the mountains, look at the stars. They, they just didn't happen. There must be a God. There must be a God. And people, people somewhere, they don't believe it, but they know. They know even, even in these things, these places that people, people are just hopeless and they don't know what to do. They know there must be a God. You know, and here, here in, in Exodus, Pharaoh is hiding his heart and he's trying to see what's, what's going to happen. And if we can go to chapter 6, verse 3. And they were trying to convince him. They were trying to convince Pharaoh. Chapter 6, verse 3, it says, And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty, but by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them? This is God asking, was I not known to them? Because Pharaoh here hardened his heart, and he hardened his heart. But he asked, was I not not to them? Sometimes you can go and tell people about the Lord and, and, and you, you go maybe to do soul winning. You're giving, you're giving somebody a truck, but they, they spit on your face. They say, no, I don't want it. And you try to tell them about God, but they still know I, I, I can't do that. And I remember when I was 17 years old and and I prayed for my papa to get saved. And I kept praying for him. And I remember one time we went to, like here, in, here you meet 
during Thanksgiving and families come together, you celebrate, you eat a, a lot of food and all that. So in Kenya, it's kind of like that, but in Christmas time. And I remember during that time, I, I kept asking my papa, Papa, are you saved? Do you know where you're going to go when you die? And Papa said, no, I, I just kids. You know that phrase that say kids need to be seen when they're on the table? They don't need to be heard. And, I, and my papa just said, no, just, just be quiet. Just eat. Just eat your food. And I knew he's not saved. And he said, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm trying to help people around the community. I'm trying to do the, the best thing I can do, but I don't, I don't do anything wrong. I'm just trying to obey the laws. And I said, Papa, no, that's, that's not going to take you to heaven. The only thing that will take you to heaven is accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You know, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of life is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. No, that's the only gift that we can get, the salvation. And he said, no, son. So we went back home, and, and I kept doing, I, I kept praying for him, and I prayed for him, and and I had this ministry bringing kids together, playing soccer, and after that I'll, I'll bring devotion and, and all that. So I remember one time I was just playing soccer with the kids, and, and I came back, I saw a lot of missed calls, and it was from Papa. And I was wondering what, what has happened to Papa? Why, why did he call me for a long time? And he said, how are you doing? said, I'm doing good. How are you doing, Papa? said, I'm doing good. I said, why, why did you call me for all, this, all these missed calls? Is there, are you all right? And he said, I just want to tell you that I just accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And I'm telling you, I rejoiced. I shouted because I knew the Lord has been faithful to listen to my prayers. You know, God's timing is always the best timing. Maybe you have a family here that, that is not saved. Maybe you have a cousin, an aunt, an uncle, even a son or a daughter. Your own children are not saved. Just keep on praying for them. God is faithful. He's faithful. He's, his timing is always the best timing. A convincing road. Now remember the story about how the blood was the, the water was turned into blood. That was in Exodus chapter 7, verse 14 through 19. That was the same rod that was used. Remember the, the, how the frogs were, were brought in Exodus chapter 8, verse 1 through 15. The same rod, that was a convincing rod. They were trying to convince Pharaoh. Pharaoh, can you just don't know? Can you just don't see how these things are going? But he still said no. Convincing road to change the dust into lies. In Exodus chapter 8, verse 16 through 19. But Pharaoh kept hardening his heart. Remember that, that the judgment that they were brought of the thunder and hail in Exodus chapter 9, verse 23. But, but Pharaoh kept hardening his heart. Remember the lockers and all the lockers, big lockers. Exodus 10, 13. But, but Pharaoh kept hardening his heart. 
They begged him, just let the people go. Can you imagine one morning you wake up and frogs in your bed, frogs in your pan, frogs in your pantry, frogs in your fridge, frogs everywhere. But Pharaoh still said, no, it's not going to happen. Locusts everywhere. They're coming to eat your plants that you, 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 you are spending your time to plant. But Pharaoh said, no, it's not going to happen. Lies and into heads and everywhere. Pharaoh said, no, you're not going to convince me. And, and God asked in chapter 6, verse 3, but, my, but by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them? I remember one time, and I was, I was in McDonald's, and I was getting a Big Mac and a Sunday. I love ice cream. And, and I, I was going there, and there was this guy, and he was, he was kind of a tall guy, and he was puffed up, and, and I'm just a small guy. And, and he said, he was, he was just talking bad, and he was cussing out, and he was using... Jesus' name in vain. And I said, God, please just help me. This is a big guy. I'm a small dude. This guy might just, I was watching his hands. Maybe he, one slap will just get me down. You know, so I, I, I went to him and I talked to him. I introduced myself. I said, I'm Steve. What's your name? And he kind of looked at me funny, and I said, whoops, this is, this, is a, this is a slap, or this is the punch that she's coming. And I asked him again, what's your name? And he looked at me funny. And he said, my name is Kevin. And I said, can I join you in your table? He's like, why, why are you joining me? And I said, you know, do you know Jesus? The same name that you're calling out loud. Do you know what he did for you? He shed his blood for you. He died on the cross for you. He went through all this pain and agony just because of you. And you just don't care. You're using his name in vain. And he stopped what he was doing. He stopped eating. And he asked me, what do you mean? And I had a truck in my pocket. I pulled the truck out. I kept on going through the plan of salvation. And I kept telling him about Jesus. And I said, Jesus loves you. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't care what everything you've done. As long as you accept him and you believe and trust in him, he needs you to be in his family. That's a free gift he gave you. And I say, Kevin, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And he started crying. He started shedding tears. And I was wondering, I didn't do anything. I didn't slap him. He didn't slap me. But... But the Lord put us together. And, and Kevin ended up getting saved. You know, and, and he was wondering, what, why, why, did, why can somebody come 
and love me after I've done all those things, after, after I've done crazy stuff. I'm like, he, lo- he still loves you. And I put his name there. I say, Kevin shall call upon the name of the Lord. Kevin shall be saved. And we prayed together, and Kevin got saved. And I remember the next day, Kevin came to church that day. And I don't know, he's still faithful. He's a truck driver. Still faithful. You know, and I, I remember he was telling me all stories about maybe sometimes he'll be driving in the, on, the, on the road, and something happened. And I'm like, that, that just must be God. That can't just happen from nowhere. God was saving you so that you can know him. There must be a God, and that God sent his son, Jesus Christ. He didn't send his son because you're tall, because you're, you're, you're pretty, because you're, you're, you're black, because you're white. He sent his son so that we can accept him. Because he loved us. He loved us. A convincing road. And then it became a controlling road. Why did it become a controlling road? If you can go to Exodus chapter 14, verse 16. Exodus 14, verse 16, it says, 14, 16, But lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it. And the, and the children of Israel shall go on the dry ground through the midst of the sea. You know, they, there's people who argue about this thing, and, and they're wondering how deep was the Red Sea. And some people say, oh, it was just a shallow water. If it was a shallow water, how can they, Pharaoh's army, die on a shallow water? If it was a shallow water, why did they drown and die? Why did their horses drown? Why, why, why did they drown if it was a shallow water? This is, this is Red Sea. This was deep. And they had victory over the impossibility of the Red Sea just because of the controlling road. They became victors over the impulse with the rebellious Amalek. If you can see in Exodus chapter 17, verse 8 through 16, this is Amalek. And the same story in in Exodus 17, verse verse, uh, 1 through 7, this is a story of... um, the rock of Horeb. The same story, it was a controlling road. The same road that we are talking about. A common road, a cast down road, a converted road, a conquering road, a convincing road, a controlling road. And finally, it becomes a costly road. This becomes a costly road. Why is it becomes a costly road? Let's go to Numbers. Chapter 7, verse 13. If he goes to Numbers chapter 7, Numbers chapter 20, sorry, Numbers chapter 20. Numbers chapter 20, verse 7, it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the road, and gather thou assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock. 
before their eyes, and it shall give forth his water. And thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock, so that thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drinks. And Moses took the rod from before the, the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock, and he said unto them, Hear now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of the rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rod, the rock, twice, and the water came out abundantly, and the and the congregation drank, and they are beasts also. You know, the children of Israel were very, very pleasured. But you know, they, they were human beings too. They they didn't um, they wasn't accepting what they were like. Let's say they were they knew there's a God and they knew this God is for God of Moses and Aaron. And when they were going to the land that the Lord had promised them, they went through stages. And imagine they went 40 days without changing clothes. They went 40, 40, 40 years, not 40 days, 40 years without changing clothes. 40 years without their shoes and sandals not getting rusted or getting worn out. They went 40 days with eating manna and quail and drinking water. Sometimes they will say, oh, we need, we need, we need something to eat. And the Lord will, will give them manna. But this, the Lord told them, hey, don't save anything for tomorrow. Because if you save anything for tomorrow, it's going to go bad. But some of them didn't listen to that instruction. They saved some, it went bad. And they kept complaining, hey, why don't we have meat? We want to eat meat. Because we are not, maybe we're not rabbits, we, we're not going to um, be on diet and eat salads. We want something that can take us through. We want meat. God was faithful. He gave them quail. And they kept walking and they kept complaining to Moses. Oh, we need water to drink. Oh, we're tired. Oh, it's so hot. And God was just being faithful. He brought cool weather so that they can walk. You know, and this simple instruction. One time they, they were, Moses went to pray. And he came back and he found out that they were trying to worship other gods that they can see. But they said Moses was so angry. This was a costly roar because Moses was angry when he came back from praying. They said, we want water. But he was angry because they were worshiping other gods. The gods of Egypt and Pharaoh. And it became here in verse 9. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord, as he commanded him. And verse 11 of, chap of Numbers chapter 20, verse 11, it says, And Moses lifted up his hand with, the ro with his rod, he smote the rock twice. 
and the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank in their beasts also. Now, this became a costly road because Moses didn't obey the instruction of God. God told him, just go speak to the rock. But guess what Moses did? He didn't speak to the rock. This was a costly rock because his anger, his flesh, made him smote the rock. He was mad and he smote the rock and, and the water came through though. It did. But Moses obeyed the, the command of the Lord. The Lord told him, just speak to the road. But he didn't. In our own life, things can, can turn out like that. We don't obey God as we, we need to. No, he's disrespectful address in verses 10. And then he's disobedient, his shameful disobedience. The same rod that was used to be convincing and common and all that. Now it becomes a costly road. You know, in verse, verse 12, Moses' death is announced. This was a costly road. And you know what? This is the last time Moses was permitted to use the rod of God. After his willful disobedience, God never allowed Moses to use the rod again. Can you just imagine the very thing that Moses had used to bring great victories for God and the children of Israel now becomes his downfall. He's don't know what to do. You know, in our Christian lives, may, just, may God help us not to abuse that which God has blessed us with so that we can bring its downfalls. The Lord has blessed you with good house. The Lord has blessed you with, with good riches. But let, let's not us take that advantage and let's, let's not take it for granted what the Lord has blessed us with. Let's be thankful. You know, you might, you might not have great riches, but you have you, your own self, to give yourself to the Lord and say, God, I'm available. Please use me. God, I don't know where my children are. I don't know where my grandkids are. But God, please take care of them. I remember when I was 11 years old, and one time I was just laying down, and and I was laying down, I thought, maybe it's raining outside. And I woke up. Remember, my mom was praying over me, and she was weeping, and she was saying, God, please use my son. God, please use her. And she was weeping and crying, and and I remember one time again, my dad was just in church. My dad has planted different churches in Kenya, about 25 churches. And I remember one time I was just cleaning and cleaning around the church property. And I went inside the church. And I could hear my dad praying and praying over people, his family, 
his brothers, his sisters, the church, the community. No, you, you can just say, God, I don't have anything, but I want to be faithful to pray for my friends. I want to be faithful to, to guide my family, to lead my family, and to see how good you are. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. That is in Psalm. He's always good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Is he good to you? Are you good to him? Let's, let's always be faithful. You know, Moses was 80 years old when, when he was surrendered to tell because he was using that road. Now, this morning, I'll just encourage you, never, never be afraid or ashamed of the gospel. Never be ashamed or ashamed of the gospel. Love it. Share it. Proclaim it. Proclaim the gospel. Teach it. Defend it if you can defend it. Defend it. Ask God for his boldness, his courageousness. Defend the gospel. And let's live it because God is worthy to be praised. Dear Lord, I say thank you for this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this rod that we can see and we can just say how good you are to us. God, if sometimes we might be wondering what to do, but your rod is always there. God, we, we are available to you. Thank you, Lord for your word. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name I pray and believe. Amen.